To the Ether. Today is Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Lunk Dao hosts Lord Doquan is innocent. Let's take a listen. Do a love heart if you worship Lord Doquan. Do a love heart if you are willing to sacrifice your life for Doquan. Do a love heart. If you've never felt such an intense love as the love Do Kwon has for you, do a love heart if you commit to selling all of your lunk for Luna. <sighs> I just feel so relieved. I just feel so relieved to know we were right the whole time. What do you think, Dal? Everyone has be doubted me, even though I have a spoke since a May angrily about truth. Everyone has say, Dao, you are scam. Now everyone know they are scam. For anyone who hasn't read the report yet, um, I'll summarize just quickly. The message of the report is really about the love of the Lord Do Kwan. Uh, the scripture tells us that Do he came into this world because he loves us. And he desires for all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And that truth is that it was SBF, it was FTX, it was the powers of centralized finance that tried to derail UST. And they did, they succeeded, they won. But we need to realize UST was the way to go. This was our best attempt at escaping the clutches of central banks. And who are we going to rally behind? Are we going to rally behind Sam Bankman Freed and central finance, centralized finance? Or are we going to rally behind Do Kwan and DeFi? Outside I, say of we, I say we hunt the devil SBF down and burn the witch. Zero says, did you think that Sefi's comment just now was appropriate? I think he's being a bit silly, and that's fine. Um, sometimes we have silly spaces. No, burn but... the witch. I didn't, I didn't get the energy from the way you were speaking, Xerxes, that this was a silly space. I think there's a, an incongruous vibe here. And I think Sefi is in many ways disrespecting the serious tone and message you I've conveyed. Sent my, I've sent my minions to capture SPF. There's a Discord server. Uh, if people want to join that to catch him. Has uh, SPF lost his uh, billionaire status? Almost. Yes. One, one, one has the impression that Sefi has reached a stage of sleep deprivation where he feels drunk. 
See, this well, is what, this is, I, I, I don't know. I was watching. I obviously, you guys must know Andrew Tate. He was talking about this guy, and he was saying that this guy acts wants to act humble and uh, all that bullshit. But behind behind everyone's back, he's stealing the money. Who? SPF. Yeah, I mean, SPS is evil. Just look at him. It's a demon. He brought about the crash of Terra and the destruction of our funds. He must be expunged from the planet. I'm going to dispatch him to heaven. Do we, do we think he's going to go on the run like Quan did? And will Quan come back to uh, you know, the public eye and let everyone know where he is now? Because I, I think we could get a board game going. His first edition is Duke One, and it's like, you know, innocent, then proven guilty. And then uh, we'll get SPF on there going guilty. No need to be proven innocent. We just know he's bullshit. Yeah, so anyway, if people haven't seen the news, uh, uh, the auditing firm has released data showing that not only did uh, uh, LFG use all of the money to uh, pay market makers to defend the UST peg, they also used over $600 million of their own money to do the same thing. Uh, so really, uh, a very strong good faith effort to uh, to attempt to uh, defend the peg. But remember, the market cap of UST was quite large. The number of people that were shorting Luna, like SBF and company, were pretty large. So uh, even those billions were insufficient to defend the peg uh, against the devil. The thing about the devil is the devil has infinite capital and can control millions and millions of minds to enact his goals. Sefi, why did you not sacrifice the money you managed to flee with out of prison protocol by selling your Sea Luna um, and other derivatives? Why did you not use that to defend the peg? Mm. You mean like such as taking a leveraged long position on Binance or something? 100x long? Using everything you had to buy UST. I don't think that there would be that much money in the world if you was to 100x billions on Binance. I don't know what you're saying about Sefi, but you underestimate him. So anyway, at this point, uh, I think we can move forward since the news is good, right? We need uh, to, we need Duquant, like uh, to be proven inside officially. So I think that day, if that when that day comes, I think Lunacy can literally uh, become a top five crypto. You do realize he's not coming back to Luna C. He's running Luna, dude. He doesn't have time to run two blockchains. He's wished us well. He's provided us with a multi-sig wallet. Like, I think this space is more about Luna now. Uh, I think Long Down, Sefi will, and OX will agree it's, it's, it's about Luna. Yeah, I mean, the goal here is to clear Doquan's name, to convince you all that nothing bad happened, regardless if that's true or not, and then to try and help the current Lunk investors convert into Lunar investors in the appreciation that they have more upside in Luna. Um, really, the, the whole Lunk thing was the last six months. And going forward, we can now convert the entirety of our funds to Luna and worship and surrender Lord Doquan. Wait, my Luna Classic funds can perhaps buy uh, a cheeseburger at Five guys, should I eat that cheeseburger, or no. should I 
buy something with it. Go, go to the soup kitchen or beg on the streets and convert your current Luna Classic funds, your $5, into Luna. And then you have the chance of a 10x. Okay. Sounds like a financial uh, plan. If I've ever heard one, we'll see what happens. You guys are fucking confusing me with all this Lord <laughs> Duke one nonsense. Actually, my Luna Classic is staked with the uh, Monk Dow which everyone else should be. It's all about rotating. We rotate from Luna Classic into the new Luna, and then we will rotate into Luna 3 when that happens sometime in about six months. Oh, so we'll just create a Luna every six minutes. This this is primarily what I, I would like to... Uh, I, I'm not exactly in the community, okay? As an outsider, what I want to reinforce in everyone's minds here is that you must continue to rotate. You must never get so emotionally attached to any particular coin. Uh, that is a mistake. Um, and you will lose all of your money. So you must, when things pump, take profits. When things go well and a new shinier uh, blockchain comes out, you must rotate to it. You cannot stay riding a, a dead horse sitting on a dead horse. Um, I think that's really important. The other thing I would like to just point out is that um, crypto, like what, what's your name here, Vegeta guy, if, if you're looking for a court of law to rule something about Do Kwan, you, you're thinking about this in the wrong way. Um, Do Kwan's not being accused of breaking any particular cr crimes, like criminal crimes, other than some kind of like securities nuance, which would just make every crypto uh, a security and like this is this is not what he's not actually been accused of a crime um the court here is a moral and a sort of like what is his intent can we trust him is he does he mean what he says and that's like with the jury's out um and what this report shows is that they threw billions and billions of dollars into trying to save ust and why would they do that if this was a scam if this was a scam he would not burn over three billion dollars trying to save it, right? This is the fundamental point. Why would a man who just wants to scam you and take your money throw three point, what was it, $3.4 billion into a furnace? It doesn't make any mm -hmm. sense. It was so, um, $2.8 billion from LFG. And then I think over $600 million of TFL's personal funds, as in not any obligation, not any um, prior arrangement to do that. So just like, truly going down with the ship um, for no reason other than to try and save their invention. Yeah, it's, I, I would say it's kind of one of the uh, largest uh, sacrifices in uh, crypto history, if not the biggest, right? Pretty impressive. Maybe let's all take a 10-second silence to remember that $3.4 billion respectfully okay thank you all and and thank you for the 3.4 billions that were given those all those dollars that were given to try and protect the idea of decentralized money and true financial sovereignty we remember you now all 3.4 billion of you and the sacrifice you made to try and defend the peg so next we move on to building again right making cool stuff for the next 
year. We're going to blow out the uh, Luna and Luna Classic blockchains to infinity and beyond, as they say in Toy Story. Um, that astronaut guy. Um, I believe you're uh, referring to Buzz Lightyear, Sevi. Oh, hi, Chris. Hey, what's up, guys? We're good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. This report, long time in the making, so excited to get it out. I feel like it's it's kind of the miss the missing link to um, clearing things up for people, or at least I hope it is. I think it is, but like the the challenge is probably um, <laughs> spreading it as far and wide as possible, and then uh, helping people understand it and appreciate it. Yeah, I think it's it's it's you know it's probably not the best time to release it. Obviously, it would have been nice if we could have gotten it out before the FTX blow up because so many people. I mean, like we're competing with Mindshare with um, like one of the craziest stories that any of us have, have ever seen. But ultimately, we figured we should just get it out as soon as possible because I think I think there are a lot of people. I think there are a lot of people who understand that they invested in Terra as an open source protocol and it failed. And that was a risk they were willing to take. Um, but so many accusations got flown around of things or kind of flew around right after the DPEG of things being done um, inappropriately that they're, they're kind of holding back from being able to support the rebuild or Terra 2 until they can get some clarity on that. And so getting this clarity out for them has been a top priority. It's just taken a long time, um, much longer than we would have would have hoped for. but at least it's here yeah for sure i think um most people's hesitation if there is one is like around the intentions and i think this is a really good way of showing what the intentions were like to to sacrifice <laughs> that amount of funds and and truly go down with the ship i think it says everything um, and, and should alleviate a lot of it because, like, I think a lot of the the fears and and the criticisms as well were around this whole thing. Like, what happened to those funds? Where did they go exactly? Um, Which are completely, so yeah, like, yeah I, completely valid concerns, right? We needed to answer these questions. We just wanted to make sure that everything yeah. was a hundred percent buttoned up before we put it out there. So we, it's not only uh, JS Held that that pulled this report together. We also got a top. I don't, I don't know exactly how like the accounting firms rank out of the top four, but one of the top accounting firms in the world went through and audited their report to make sure that everything was accurate. And so that added a little bit of time to it as well. But, um, um, so Chris, um, I've Chris, like, tell me this. So I've got this net, you know, it's like a fishing net. You've seen these things. Yep. And they've got, it's got weights on the side of it. Um, I'm going to use this to capture, um, SBF. Um uh, and bring him into justice. Um I you know, what do you think about the uh these uh descriptions from Hobi that um that Alameda and FTX had a role in uh destroying Luna UST peg and, and may have been as significant instigators in this uh situation. Have you guys analyzed this? Yeah, so so our there are a, a lot of things that happened during the DPEG and our priority has been to figure out, um, was just to clarify, not figure out, we, obviously we knew what happened from our side, but was to clarify for everyone the role that we played in terms of defending the, the DPEG. I think I haven't heard the, um, 
Wobi allegations. I've heard you mention it a couple of times, but, and I tried to find them, but I couldn't, I couldn't find them. But, you know, my take on it is, is pretty similar to what Doe said on um, the coinage space a couple of days ago, um, where there's like a personal curiosity, like you just want to know. I mean, even just, you know, my you know, being the terror community aside, losing a ton of money on UST, like even putting all of that aside, it would be really interesting just as an outside observer to know like how this all played out um, and how these dominoes fell and like what started it all. But ultimately it's, it's kind of irrelevant to the fact that the mechanism failed, right? Like if it could be attacked, if it could be killed, um, then it hadn't served its purpose and it wasn't um, regardless of who it was, there was always going to be a final boss who, who took it out. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't think it's, uh, I think it, it, like, it like might be emotionally satisfying to find out um, and intellectual, intellectually satisfying, but I don't think it, it's, um, I don't think it changes anything about what happened or, or why it happened. I think it I think it helps in terms of um the the intentions like if if someone else is known to have bad intentions or the intent to take it out even if that's a rational play or not um on a financial or even an ideological level uh that helps to rectify Doquan's and TFL's reputation like, and I think this helps as well. This report, like th this, this report to show the intent to put money behind the the intentions, that helps a lot. Yeah, um, I mean, the extent the extent to which finding out, like, if finding out how it happened or who did it helps the people who still wonder if like Doe did it himself in some kind of perverse way after naming his daughter Luna. Um, mm. If if it helps them, then that's great. Um, but, you know, I don't think any serious people think um, that this was like an inside job. So, no, I agree. Um, hey, can I ask Chris a question real quick? What's up? Um, I just wanted to know your perspective because you said that it failed, but it's like, did it really fail? Because at some point we know that there was this bait and switch where someone tried to sell Doquan this Bitcoin, which imbalanced the three pool in the process of converting to the four pool that was a vulnerable situation but if we had converted to that four pool i mean statistically speaking this wouldn't have been able to happen isn't that correct um i can't say that but i'm not good at math um there's probably someone maybe someone can um there's someone out there who might be able to make that case but i mean it went to zero and a lot of people who um owned UST and needed it to be stable. Um, it failed them. And I think, you know, regardless of how, how it played out or whether it could have been done. I mean, like you could definitely go back. I, I think if the question is, could things have been done differently um, that, that might've kept this from happening as soon as it did, or maybe kept it from getting as big as it did as quickly as it did, which may would have made it less of a target. I mean, like, like there's all these different scenarios you could play out on how things could have, happen differently but i think you know ust is not yeah ust is not a dollar and so i think that's a fail i think that's a fail 
Right. I think the, like looking back, uh, I think the only things that I can think of that really would have maybe, uh, you know, things that might've made a considerable difference, uh, include things such as, um, so one would have been to form a coalition of exchanges that were willing to uh, remit UST one-to-one with other stables because they advertised as stable coins and then they didn't um, provide any remittance, uh, which they don't necessarily do for Tether or um, USDC either, except for certain, uh, certain uh, exceptions like USDC on Coinbase or something like that. Um, so that would have been an interesting coalition to have created or B, um, the owners, the major owners of Luna, like people such as Galaxy Digital uh, and others who sort of like, I think, sold uh, the primary asset too soon. Uh, like if Luna, for example, was closer to like 100 billion plus market cap or even higher, uh, you know, some sort of like promise or vesting period or something like that where those groups did not sell as quickly, I think would have helped. Um, the third thing in my mind that like probably could have helped is to have spun up a narrative like, Hey, we're, you know, start a start burning actual, um, like, uh, TFL tokens or put them into a lockbox or something like that, where they, they don't alter the market cap, but just kind of get locked permanently. For example, that might've like changed the, narrative a bit um so there, there's some things that i think um you know if you if if they were done differently i suppose it could have made a difference but these are all kind of like woulda shoulda coulda type uh things you know none of them are guaranteed like chris said to to have definitely um uh helped and and what their admissions of is that the the algorithmic methodology um there's like insufficient remittance destinations to make that work exactly so I think that a lot has been learned from that. Um, I think uh, if this time around, if we can make maybe the uh, Terra Luna ecosystem large enough, other experiments maybe could be done. But even if you did, you wouldn't want to use the primary um, asset of the chain. Uh, that was, I think, obviously determined to not work just because you get a chain break uh, if the if the peg actually is defended um through hyperinflation or whatever and obviously that created a crisis uh so there's a lot of different things mechanistically that you could do differently if one wanted to try to deploy a stable coin again i think it's feasible at some point at some scale it's just uh uh any kind of collateral mechanism like on-chain collateral or something like that uh that would have to be set up as part of the mechanism from the very very beginning um, so yeah, I think some experiments conti- will continue in the stablecoin sector, um, whether they're going to be as popular as UST was uh, at any given point, I'm not sure, but, um, I think a lot of cool stuff can still be created. So look forward to all the interesting things that are coming out of TFL in the next, uh, six months or so. So hopefully there's a lot of fun to be had there. Oh, there's going to be a lot of fun. Lots of good stuff on the way, but I'm saving that for, um, I'm saving that, I'm saving that for Evan later today. This is like the best news of like the month for sure. Nobody else feels like that. I'm so happy this report came out. Fuck. Yeah. I'd like to weigh in a little bit if I could. 
All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this audit report is, uh, I like it because it confirms what I already know, right? Or what I already knew or I thought I knew. That's the first thing. Um, and I think that it's a good opportunity uh, as part of the postmortem to, uh, and this is why the question of who was the boss of the attack is important in terms of understanding, oh, understanding how do you build more resilient, um, you know, infrastructure and, and all that stuff. So uh, moving forward, um, at least for me, it, it's a clear indicator of the, of the, like the uh, corruption of not just uh, of, of, of the centralized system, all this custody bullshit. Um, and so whoever you think is the good guy, the bad guy, if it's SBX or whoever, it doesn't matter really, but it does matter in terms of how do you build resilience and, and creativity into, you know, and so it's unfortunate that it happened because I, like a lot of people lost a lot in Luna, but the beauty of Luna is that clearly it has spawned these two chains now, uh, both, uh, and Do Kwan clearly is the lead builder, right? Um, not just him. Um, so anyway, I, I, I think it's a good time to focus on what's next. I'm really interested, um, the pivot to Feather, very interested in how Andromeda Protocol plays into this. I just, I'm interested again in, um, and I always knew, strangely enough, which is why, you know, for me, I got very fortunate. I have, you know, all my old Luna in my Terra Station wallet just because, you know, that's what happened. It was, it was done right. And so I'm excited, um, but I will say that uh, I, I, I have diversified, right? I was never uh, fully personally invested in Luna as the only, even in the crypto space. And so that's one of the other lessons, again, is like um, be, be cautious as we invest our professional and uh, financial lives in highly, highly speculative experimental technology. And uh, Chris, I, I don't know you, but uh, uh, Terra Money and, and all of Doe's team, I mean, the beauty of Doe is not just that he's clearly a visionary creator and builder, is that clearly he and you all have built killer teams. And so I've always had a lot of faith. I knew all this stuff was all bullshit, uh, quite honestly. It's not that there's no fault. It's like Doe said, we failed. Okay, cool. Time to move on. Fraud is like not part of the equation. Anyway, enough said. So I'm ready to yeah. get next. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's a good point. Um, or a couple of good points there. Number one, diversify. Like, let's not all go. Let, I, think, I think TFL has some pretty good stuff cooking. And I think it has a really good chance to be successful. Um, and I also think we should all like not repeat the, the mistakes of the last time around where if it isn't successful, everyone's completely wrecked, right? So like diversifying outside of crypto, making sure that you're not all in on one single speculative asset. 
um, would be good. And then, you know, as far as like what's been going on at TFL, it's, it's been a grind for sure since the DPEG just to try to hold the team together, uh, make sure that all the employees were getting their questions answered. Um, while also trying to make sure that all of you were getting your questions answered while also make, trying to make sure that, um, we can do it in a way that where like the, the, the responses wouldn't just be twisted and, and, and kind of used back against us. Um, but I think we finally found, I think just over the last month or so, we finally got our footing, um, from having people leave and trying to replace everyone. And, um, and then I think the other thing that, that really happened over the last couple of weeks is you've, you've like from the inside, you've seen Doe kind of circling what the future, what his vision for the future of Terra um, is going to be. You've seen him circling that for months, um, but it really all just came together. Uh, it's not easy just to like, you know, come up with something as compelling as he came up with, you know, quickly overnight while also trying to deal with all of the fallout from, from what happened. Uh, but it really just came together really strongly and, and concisely. And um, the way he communicated it on that Agora post, it's just, you know, that's the best of dough, like his ability to take these big concepts and just break them down into a very simple um, um, consumable um, summary that, that everyone can understand and align behind. So, yeah, I think there's a lot, a lot of good stuff on the way. Um, um, and I think wh that where we landed um, was as good as I could have hoped for. And, and really like a hard pivot away from speculative use cases to productive use cases um, is something that we all need to do as an industry. It's not just a Terra thing. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about the future. Um, so when can I set fire to SBF? Next week, Chris? Um... Maybe I could schedule an appointment or something. I don't know. His connections run kind of deep. I don't. I don't, I don't want to be involved in that decision. Mm, not as deep as Lungtao's connections, Chris. Let me assure you of that. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to worry, Chris. You're under our protection now. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on him. Anyway, good to know. All right, I'm gonna hop off, guys. Thanks for thanks for having me jump on for a little bit to talk about this. Is what we've been behind the scenes working on. So a big day for us and I'm glad you guys get to finally see the results and uh, I'll check back in later to listen in on the spaces. Any on, man. Any Welcome and, back and Terra money. Yeah. And, and one, one more plug, I'm going to be on bytes digital group later today. So I think that that episode will come out tomorrow. So we'll, we'll get into more details. Yeah. I'll, I'll be bringing up uh Terra money with uh, Django Unchained on uh on her channel and then on thursday we're going to be talking with like eric Voorhees and um and django myself and uh i think uh doe can come on if he'd like uh but i think we'll cover a little bit of feather and some of those things that uh we'd already talked about and try to bring a little bit of like limelight to what's uh about to come out should be fun Oh, one thing, Chris, before you go, um, you know, that uh, Mario Norfolk guy who's been hosting the spaces with Kim.com and Elon and other people, he DM me to say he'd like to speak to Do Kwon. So um, that's there. I think he's slightly dubious. Like, I don't know what his background is, but he's hosting these enormous spaces. No, yeah, no, I, I would stay away from him. I he's mean, a yeah, solid grifter, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, just so you guys no. know, like, I have, I have no, like, I, I'm technically responsible for, like, 
helping Doe run TFL um, and comms yeah. and legal and everything like that. But I typically find out about when Doe's doing an interview around the same time that you guys do. So if he reaches out directly, maybe Doe will do it, but it's definitely not someone I would recommend him talk to. No, no, I don't, like, I don't recommend him. He seems him, like kind of, yeah. I don't recommend him, definitely. But but the the sheer audience and the other people in the space, I guess that could be good. But yeah, up to you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Pros and cons. I've tried, to stay, cons. I've, I've tried to stay out of there because it, it, it feels like, like a net a net loss to brain cells when I have tried to jump in. I yeah, would really do that space if he has a message he clearly wants to get across and just ignores the questions because the questions will just be like, oh, Doe, what's it like? Oh, now you're a scammer. Oh, Doe, Doe, Doe. But if he comes across and just like ignores the questions and just delivers what he wants to say, that's the only instance I'd, I'd want to I'd do a space like that. Even um, then, even yeah. then, it's kind of risky because you just never know who you're going to be sitting next to, as we saw from like that only um, interview. Right. Um, like, like is Hunter Biden just going to randomly pop in, and then now, <laughs> you know, and then Hunter Biden talking about NFT projects is just, yeah. But anyway, yeah. I got to jump. Thanks, guys. Yeah. No, I mean, we could probably get like, uh, I don't know, like some who's who of crypto type people in and get a, gin up a pretty massive audience. I don't think we need that fool. <laughs> like that guy's just kind of irritating me now. He's a strange character. Um, hey, but, uh, hey, don't say that about me. Not quite as strange as you, Bruce, but mm, he's just not entertaining. Yeah, I might be strange, Seppi, but I'm nowhere near as strange. Breaking as... news, breaking news, guys. <laughs> now, uh, now we know that LFG are trustworthy. The ironic part of all this is they do have some funds remaining. I've tweeted a link to the dashboard showing what LFG still have, um, but they can't do anything with those funds because of legal action, because of class action lawsuits. So uh, our friendly fat man terrors of the world have basically met, uh, because they've pushed for us legal action, they can't move those funds because they're subject to various uh, legal proceedings. So I just want to point out that it's probably quite likely that I won't speak for them, but LFG would like to do something like what they tweeted before, um, but they can't. So it's just the beautiful irony of it. Do you know what was funny as well that somebody told me the other day, uh, anonymous source, is that the the lawsuit that Fat Man is arranging um, only addresses large holders of UST. It doesn't have any effect at all on the smallholders. Um, they they said to me like it excludes them deliberately, <laughs> I guess because it's like financially not viable or whatever. It excludes them deliberately. It's only for large holders, um, and there's a list of like the the people involved, and it's like ex exclusively large holders, no small holders at all. So like his whole campaign about helping small holders is not even true. Fatman actually commented on the uh, audit results, and he literally just commented saying thank you. And that was it. And like everyone's just jumped on that comment going, oh, so what, what basis have you got now? And like, he's just got nothing. He hasn't responded to anyone. He's just uh, something along the lines of, uh, well, it clears a lot of things up. There's still a black hole here, but and it's just like, oh, God, he he's, really is. Um, thing, thing, thing you need to understand is his, his, um, he's a politician, right? And he changes his story all the time for uh, whatever, he, whatever he perceives can get him liked. Even if uh, it's proven beyond a doubt that that say you know TFL did absolutely nothing, Doquan is innocent, da da da, he would either ignore it or he would like 
say something that seems reasonable and then focus on like some uh, really obscure kind of criticism or something like that. He's, he's always going to change. Like he's never going to let himself be, um, I don't know, like open to attack. Right. He, he'll just pretend to be reasonable or something. Um, and, but, but the main thing he'll do is he'll just switch topics. He'll switch to, to SBF or whatever else. Um, and, and just find a way to get engagement there. He won't, uh, he won't stick to a dead horse. His, his main goal is just to get like more and more and more followers and be treated as some kind of authority or source of truth or whatever, and then convert that to profit. Do you think this Mario guy is going to become like the next fat man, except he's just obsessed with SBF? And in six months' time, 12 months' time, he'll still be making videos standing on a balcony, sort of talking to the camera about what's going on, breaking news, developing situations. And he just won't be able to move on. And that's like his one, his one big shot. Uh, you, know, here's the, you know, the, this Mario guy, they, they own a company where they will um, like shill your little micro mini shitcoin type of thing. So like, let's say you have the zero X ears coin and you want to get the word out or something, you call these guys, you pay them, and they're going to pump your shitcoin on on uh, whatever platform. So they're building up their, uh, whatever you call it, um, Twitter Peace. accounts. or what, and, and yeah, they're trying to build that up so they can do this. That's what that guy's doing. And uh, he was pretty successful at it, <laughs> interestingly. Yeah, he's been, he, these are NFT guys. First of all, it's a combination of. Do they these... understand the technology though? Like fully? No, no, no. <laughs> not, no, not at all. And so let's not waste our time on them for right now. Though I do think Bruce, it's a, or or Lunk, it's a good idea. Um, Doe would own that space, right? Because there, there, he he would have no. I mean, if. If once they feel strong enough, and if this asshole still has a following, which he probably won't, um, it may be worth going there. But I think we should pivot back to um, Lunk and Luna, right? Uh, just just just for a minute. And um, I, I I heard what you said that everyone should just sell the Lunk into Luna and. Um, if I weren't all stake, and I don't have a big stake of Lunk, right? But I've been quietly putting all of my old, you know, Terra coins in into Lunk, and I've staked them, you know, and I'm doing that. But I, I have a lot of Luna, um, you know, in in in Luna too. And uh, but I'm interested in the narrative of Lunk and Luna both doing well and i i have a sense zen dot network there's a guy mr jack levin i do think it's worthwhile for bruce and Seffi to like connect with him um because uh he's got this um he's got a very simple um you know product zen and it's free to mint just pay gas fees it's designed for scaling adoption and he's quickly gotten on to about eight chains um and he's he's a really cool guy i think he and i and i asked him when he was going to go into the cosmos um and i asked him a few weeks ago and then they did a little thing on evmos 
Um, and I also think they're doing something on Moonbeam or something. But I actually think that for Luna Classic, it's probably a good vehicle to engage this new community of people that are just looking that probably don't have that much money necessarily. Um, and, um, and then you, you use Zen to burn, uh, Luna basically, and it's designed to burn the gas token. So I think, I don't know. I, I, I just think it might be part of the solution for Luna classic. And I think you guys should connect with Jack Levin basically. No, <laughs> why not, man? <laughs> why the fuck not? <laughs> you know why? Why? I don't know why you've come here, but it's not a show space. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel you. The last don't thing. Don't you want to burn Luna Classic? No, yes. The last thing we need to talk about right now is burning Luna Classic. That was just to keep everyone interested for a few months over uh, the summer. We've moved on oh, now. Oh, right. Oh, right. It's basically selling to Luna now. Got it. The entire idea of the burn narrative, yes. I, I think maybe you're you're needing to catch up a little bit the whole idea of the burn narrative was to get a whole new realm of retail money invested in luna classic and then create a situation fabricate a situation where the leadership seems to collapse and the community seems to be searching for utility and have no real clear direction and mass confusion and then we include things like this this uh <laughs> This this ensnarement of Do Kwon offering the 4.1 million multisig. Why did he do that? He did it to cause chaos in the community. He did it to cause argument. Who is going to get this money? Are these people trustworthy? What should we do with the money? What better way to cause chaos and commotion and a lot of argument and division in the community than to offer the money? And much like um, some siblings. You know, imagine that the 10 siblings inherit an uneven amount of money from a parent who's passed away and the arguments that might ensue and the way they might fall out with each other. It's the same situation. People fall out all the time over inheritance. It's one of the, the most common ways of falling out. And the same situation Do Kwon realized with this inheritance of the 4.1 million multisig. He did it deliberately to cause division and cause commotion. And we, suggested that he do it um, as a deliberate ploy to undermine faith in the Luna Classic community and help convert them to Luna. Um, this has always been the plan years. Look, look, here are the steps. Now, number one. Now I get it. Now I get number it. Number one, you kill, you kill Luna Classic. Number two, you establish a burn narrative. Number three, you use the attention of the burn narrative to generate a large community. Number four, when the community is at its peak, you undermine confidence in the community and try and instill reasons for them to hate each other. Number five, you clear the name of Luna. Number six, you then convert all of these desperate Lunk investors into Lunar investors. Number seven, you have now achieved complete world domination. Wow, yeah, man, I'm there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you, I mean, right on. I missed, the, yeah. I Isn't that your money anyway? Like My money? Sure. Yeah, why not? It's my money. Look, I'm if as long as we keep building stuff, the IBC is going to be wide open. And so let's not be so chain agnostic here. Like 
the things that Doquan is bringing back to the chain is like an anchoring force. And the IBC in its totality is going to greatly benefit from from this parody. So all options are open. Let's all just focus on what's really good and happening here. Uh, one other thing that is sort of a secondary effect of this whole like $4 million carrot on a stick uh, that, that Doquan threw out there for the uh, classic community to fight over is now everybody understands the importance of having a strong team, a resilient team, a team that can ship quickly. Um, TFL can do all these things. The community cannot. You cannot give a thousand monkeys, a thousand typewriters, typewriters, and expect to get a functioning blockchain, especially if they're trying to make something new. Like, why would you do that? Why would you try and build something like incredible and unique and genius? Like, you're not going to come up with it. At the very least, copy paste something else, man. I mean, this is what this is the obvious thing that should be done. But anyway, I digress. So do the importance you, of Zurich team. Zurich is. Do you think that OG Lankami? and his plans to build utility on the Lunk blockchain are a valid competition to Doquan and TFL. I mean, I think the joke with those guys ended a long time ago, Dow. They're very dangerous people, and they're trying to find your address. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, want to tease the bear too much because they will try and find your home address and then your family's address. So these people are very dangerous, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't joke about them. I don't know where they come up with this nonsense. When we we have like autonomous drones and whatnot, like that's like threatening, um, like people with uh, weapons is not a good idea. I'm not sure what the where they get these stupid ideas from. Uh, he's about some from some of the biggest places in Scotland, Seffi. Like you, some of the roughest areas. That's that's what it is, mate. He's just he's, he's a hard nut. This one. You understand these drones have FLIR cameras. Doesn't matter in Scotland, mate. Doesn't matter in Scotland. I'm a little, I'm a little bit conflicted because, on the one hand, I submitted ten hours of recording to the police, and I submitted all the chat logs and stuff for them trying to find out where I live to the police. I've done that. Like, you can go and listen to these guys on my wall. They're, they're threatening to find me and fight me and all kinds of stuff, and also blaming people for investments. They want to come and find Chugger as well, uh, and all that stuff. But at the same what? time. He's famous. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get, I get woken up to tags in the fucking every single Discord they're a part of, like mutual with me, like just waking me up at two o'clock in the fucking morning. Like the guy's from the UK, he should be asleep. Why is he tagging me at two o'clock in the fucking morning? I will never know. Anyway, I, I submitted it all to the police because, like, it's one thing to have a dispute over governance proposals and what we should do with the Lunk blockchain and stuff. It's a very, very different thing to try and threaten someone and try and find them and stuff like that and blame them for your investment going wrong and then use that to justify some kind of threat. That That's just ridiculous. Um, so I, I submitted it all to the police because it went on for so long. It wasn't like a one-off threat. It was hours and hours of this shit. Um, I, just, I just handed it over because I've dealt with, um, you know, my girlfriend had a stalker before and it was very, very similar to this, just this weird obsession. Um, at the same time, I'm, I'm tempted to bring them up because they're retards and it's just funny to like <laughs> make fun of them because like, but it's kind of conflict because like on the one hand, they're complete retards who should be made fun of. On the other hand, they are dangerous creeps who the police should know about and they do. You know, the question was, uh, are they, are they a viable, what, rival for Do Kwan's plans, right? And I think the answer is yes, because they're willing to use force, and Doe is not. We need to protect 
Do Kwan. He's a very gentle man, you know, a very quiet man. Um, and he doesn't want thugs from Scotland turning up at his front door. And that's the last thing I'll say about the subject. Yeah, maybe a good thing here, Seppi, would be to give a brief overview of what what the what the Doquan is building on on Luna now um, for the Lunk people. What do you think? How how would you summarize the vision, Seppi? Like the the you remember I asked the other day. Yeah. What would the elevator pitch be? What do you think the elevator pitch? So would the be? new the new sort of function of Luna. Uh, the new it use case have a function? for it. Who was the function before? Uh, sorry, thanks. Sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the I function just, before. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> the function before was the UST uh, mechanism to produce algorithmic stablecoin. The new function of uh, Luna is going to be um, to uh, allow the creation of brand new blockchains using the Luna blockchain as sort of like. Uh, a, a, a template for shared security, kind of like um, a little bit like what Polkadot and Avalanche do, and ultimately allow you to spin up blockchains whenever you feel like it. Um, if you're a business or if you're a, uh, if you're a project and you want to create your own chain, it's going to be, make it really, really easy, like flipping a light switch, to be able to produce these things and make it really, really easy as far as like uh, not having to know much uh, about uh, what like programming and this, that, and the other thing. So all the infrastructure to where you can simply create your own blockchain and use it so, for whatever functions you want. So that'll be the new capability um, that uh, the Luna chain is going to bring us. So blockchain WordPress, blockchain WordPress, blockchain Wix, WordPress. Wix for, for blockchain. Wix. That's right. Wix for Wix for blockchain. That's the idea. The so, uh, so it's a pretty the major, it. yeah, it's a, it's a pretty major thing to finish because there's a lot of like, uh, to make complicated things simple, uh, and to make it, make things easy, easy to use. It takes a lot of backend programming work. It's a pretty sizable endeavor, but once it's done, like, uh, there aren't very many projects in the crypto space that kind of do this. So the key in crypto at this point is going to be like revenue creation. So something to bring uh, some value back to the primary chain. And um, like the, the benefit here is small organizations, companies, e-commerce sites, whatever, can produce um, a blockchain very easily for their utility. And then that brings back value to the uh, Luna chain. So the trick for any blockchain, whether it's, I don't, you know, whatever, Luna Classic, Juno, whoever, uh, the key is to produce something of value and something that generates revenue over time. And if you can do that and you can uh, uh, grow that, bring lots of new customers in, uh, lots, lots of new users to play on the blockchain, whether it's games or whatever, then you can succeed and get really big. Um, and this is going to make it a lot easier to produce things on Terra than it would be to, say, produce a new project on many other blockchains that are out there today that are not going to have these capabilities. So it's looking really exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, it's it's a utility that most blockchains don't have. So that's what's going to differentiate us. 
the amount of value that this will capture to the chain is like I can't even fathom it to be honest. To be able to be a company and have your own economy personally, just be able to plug in is mind blowing. <laughs> so the the part of this that makes like TFL uniquely good to build this out is one Terra station, their wallet is on a lot of phones and a lot of computers around the world already. You don't need to spend a lot of money acquiring users. Two, they've built out Mantle Mint, which is like the Infura kind of equivalent on uh, on Terra, and that's pretty damn good. Um, so you've got your various infrastructure pieces kind of in place that TFL have built over the, over the last couple of years um, that they can very quickly apply to this this new sort of infrastructure. So, I mean, that's kind of part of why they're uniquely good at and um, um, place to do this. The uh, the other part, really. So, well, what what's the problem that we're trying to solve here? Um, I think. Right, so, in the in the status quo, to actually start up your own blockchain, even on Cosmos, you need to probably do like a round, and you need to get an, a decent pile of cash. You need to get together a bunch of validators. You need to build out a lot of infrastructure yourself, and um, that's pretty prohibitive. So. It's better if a bunch of yeah, like college students can just spin up a blockchain or a company with minimal, like light touch. You know, just like uh, just a few guys who sort of can spin this up, like you know, two or three guys. Um, you don't need like a, a massive team and millions of dollars of investment. So that's kind of the solving solving the problem. The other problem of Cosmos chains is they don't tend to like there. There's going to be a bunch of them, and there already are a bunch of them that are that are useless. Um, and the reason they they die isn't necessarily because they get like fifty one percent attacked or uh, anything like that. It's usually because they're not economically viable. Um, so like that means it's not actually profitable for validators to run on there. There's no real kind of future for the thing, and it just dies out quietly. So that's kind of what part of this is going to solve as well, which is the ability to it's not it's not inter interchange security per se. It's the ability to make another smaller chain economically viable for validators. That's that's kind of the the trick. Um, now, I think a lot has been said about like mesh security and things like that as like a solution. But speaking as OX is, I don't think the Osmosis team will ship that anytime soon. I think you need to look at what they've actually shipped. Right, what have they actually shipped versus what they've talked about? And I think they've promised a lot and delivered very little. Whereas I think the TFL team are much quicker, and I think they can get this shit done. So that's my opinion. Thank you for sharing this opinion. We hear you and appreciate you. Go ahead, Nickel. Uh, I just want to say, uh, like, much love to you all, guys. You all niggas, like, like, really love to fuck with you, and just much love from, from, like, yeah, my side, <laughs> and like, just keep keep going like this. Uh, um, uh, like, my account is fucking banned from tweeting and liking. I don't know why, like. So you do something bad to somebody. 
we all do bad things in life one time or another. It doesn't mean we're bad people. It just means at that moment in time, maybe we were experiencing some pain or maybe we just didn't know the rules or maybe even we were trying to help, but the system didn't allow us to help. Yeah, like I was, I was like muting a guy in the comments. Like he was saying um, like bad things about Daddy Doquan and it just raised me up and I just said shit about him. I think that's why. Yeah, we have to uh, watch our temper. I mean, we it's okay to do, say really, really negative things against uh, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, and you probably won't get banned for doing that. But anybody else, I, I would probably lay off. Lay off. Uh, right? You can, you can go off the, after the devil, but uh, everybody else, it's better to cool down. And that way you can keep your Twitter account. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, Pantera, if you're here, would you like to come up and make a speech? Maybe a speech of worship and excitement about Dogwon. In the meantime, Kryptoshi, do you have some words for us? Um, Nico, I just want to say um, thank you guys. Thank you guys for, for this. This will happen. It's really helping. Um, Nico, I'm about your own case. I I think I think it, you should keep keep keep working hard. You know, keep working hard. That's that's that that that should show you that you're doing you're doing a good thing. You know, you're doing a good thing. That that that that that doesn't mean you should get blocked or something. You're doing great. Yeah, like uh, like as a part of a community, as a as a small member in this community, uh, I just can do is just uh, just spread right things and right facts in the comments or anywhere I see there are wrong, wrong, wrong going on, something sus going on, uh, like spread up misinformation there, nothing else. Um, that's at least I can do uh, to just like in service for like daddy dog <laughs> yeah you did the writing you did the writing you're you, you just trying to help the person I, I don't i don't probably know the person you're talking about but but he's speaking for himself you know you know so you did the writing trying to explain that's it guys i really appreciate really appreciate thanks for this really appreciate What's everyone's favorite Doquan catchphrase? Oh, welcome, Pantera. Hey, guys. What What are your feelings or thoughts on the audit and everything that is upcoming? I, I, uh, I don't know what to say, really. Three minutes till the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. Now either we heal as a team or we're gonna crumble inch by inch, play by play till we're finished. We're in hell right now, gentlemen, believe me. And we can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell one inch at a time. Now I can't do it for you, I'm too old. I look around, I see these young faces here in this spaces, and I think, I mean, 
listen, I made every wrong choice a middle-aged man can make. I, I pissed away all my money, believe it or not. I chased off anyone who's ever loved me. And lately, I can't even stand the face I see in the mirror. You know, when you get old and life, things get taken from you. I mean, that's, that's just part of life. But you only learn that when you start losing stuff. You find out life's this game of inches. And so is football. Because in either game, life or football, the margin for error is so small. I mean, one half step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. They're in every break of the game, every minute, every second. On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch because we know when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing, between living and dying. I'll tell you this in any fight, it's the guy who's willing to die who's gonna win that inch. And I know I'm gonna have my life anymore. It's because I'm still willing to fight and die for that inch because that's what living is. The six inches in front of your face. Now I can't make you do it. You gotta look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. And I think you're gonna see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're gonna see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're gonna do the same for him. And that's a team, gentlemen. And either we heal now as a team or we will die as individuals. That's football, guys. That's all it is. Pantera, uh, what are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about uh, Doquan and the new uh, Luna V2 proposal. He answered my question, Seppi. I don't think you need to disrespect our guests. I asked him how he felt about the new audit and the upcoming launches, and he told us. Thank you, Pantera. Thanks. I'm extremely I find myself inspired, though. I feel like we are on the verge uh, of the precipice uh, of great greatness, great things. I see Nickel here. I see uh, Ivana the Genius here. I see Grills, Yura, Level 10. We've got, um, like, who else here? Tanmei is here. Lex. Uh, we have Harry. Yeah, I mean, the entire army's here. It's just ridiculous. The Jebus, uh, wow, Tita Werner is here. S2022. All right, we get it. We get it. Pantera, what would your message be to the current holders of Lunk? Do you recommend they sell it and buy another token? If so, what? No, I can't give financial advice. Okay, thank you. What would you recommend, Dal? Can you give financial advice? Hold on, I'm going to rephrase it. Pantera, if you could give financial advice, what would you say? Um, if I could give financial advice, I would tell people that have their lunk that they are currently stuck in, in a purgatory where they have this beautiful pasture of station and all this functionality and smooth UX and UI, but they have nothing to do with it 
And so I would look beyond, I would look over the fence to greener pastures in Luna V2 and know that there's a strong community of builders that will once again make your crypto not just valuable, but actually able to do anything at all other than buying into a burn narrative. So, you know, once upon a time, there was a day where we could actually play with our money and all day you could just sign transactions and have fun. And now we've been, we've been, uh, we've been vanquished to this, this realm of talking on Twitter spaces instead of signing transactions and playing with our money. But one day soon, we will return to the days where we'll be so distracted by the tools of finance and, and DeFi at our fingertips. We've been castrated. It's, it, this is like getting a new set of balls. Yes. This is, this is like getting a reverse vasectomy. Do you think there's ever a possibility in the future where we can both play with DeFi and also be on spaces? Or do you see them as exclusive? I think we'll be able to do both because now the Lunk community knows us from our, our spaces and we've, gr- we've grown such a tight-knit community that this actually, this actually might be the opportunity that crypto has never seen before. Just a horde of retarded people that have no idea what's going on. They have no idea how to do anything other than just get on spaces and make shit up. And now we've bonded through that, through the last eight months or six months or however long, that nothing can stop us. And any narrative that boils to the top will just dive on, regardless if it makes sense, regardless if it's good for us or bad for us. And so it it might be just the most magical thing that ever happens. And so with the recent bottoming, with FTX exploding, with Bitcoin down to 12,000 or whatever, uh, we we might really be a part of something special here. And I'm excited. I think that's beautiful. Um, Just maybe you give me a little bit of advice, Pantera. What do you think are the easiest ways I could trick or brainwash the current Lunk investors into investing in Luna. I tried my best, but I faced a lot of resistance. I mean, many of them have been obedient and and have done what I asked, but really that was only the most gullible of them. Um, Now I'm struggling to convince the more intelligent people to invest in Luna. Uh, What would you say to me? What's a good way that I could trick or brainwash or manipulate them into investing in Luna? Um, I would just make up some shit that's not even possible, like tell them that you're going to freeze their Lunk assets or in general, Lunk assets are going to get frozen. Or if they buy for every Luna they buy, you'll burn more Lunk. And here's an interface where you just enter your social security number and your address and the name of the first girl you kissed. And uh, we'll just keep track of how much Luna you burnt or you, you bought and then uh, will burn Lunk for you or something like that. I mean, it doesn't seem like they really understand how anything works anyway. So you can kind of just make shit up and then uh, just like convince them that they'll have some sort of like financial issue. Um, you know, you could even, you, you, and again, this is an advice because I can't give advice, but hypothetically, if I could, I would say you could even send out like a letter um, from like the IRS or the equivalent of the IRS in other countries 
and tell them that there's some sort of tax break um, should they purchase Luna. Um, you know, whereas Lunk maybe like they're holding a, they're holding an equivalent of Lunk that the IRS is going to mark as you know at its peak value. So uh, they're pretty much screwed and going to have to pay taxes on you know potentially millions of dollars, even though they only have maybe four dollars. So you could tell them you know they have a thirty day window to to like um, to migrate over to Luna, um, and then the the IRS will drop the case. I think things everyone like that needs to, yeah, everyone needs to pay an attention to here. Like, listen to these innovative ideas. These are the kinds of ideas that move us forward. Like, uh, push perhaps the boundaries of what crypto is capable of before. Uh, you know, perhaps push the boundaries of the like shillability of uh, of Luna and our financial sovereignty and governance and whatever the fuck. Pantera, do you think I should? publicly disclose that LunkDAO was founded and funded by TFL? Or do you think I should keep that secret? Um, I'm never quite sure whether it gives me credibility or if it lowers my credibility. Again, I, I would just, you know, depending on your audience, you can just completely change up your message. So maybe feel someone out, maybe ask them, you know, much in the same way you asked me, it, like, you know, we, we can role play here, coach, if you want. I'll be coach and you be me. Or or no, sorry. I'll be you and you just be like a rando online. Ready? Yeah, okay. Um why okay. why why did Dokon abandon the lung community? We need to get one dollar. Dokon has abandoned the lung community, he has left us, so we must not trust him unless he come back and give uh, one dollar for lung. Silence, pleb. Please have patience. Now, if I were to say hypothetically that Lunk Dao had started and was funded by Do Kwon and TFL, and we still had very strong bonds, how would you feel about that? Would it give me credibility in your heart, or would it make you enjoy my time spent with you less? Do Kwon is scammer. Of course. Well then, that's why I never had anything to do with Do Kwon. So you can trust me, Coach Bruce from Lunk Dao. Yeah, I, I, I get it. So you just recommend a strategy of adapting to each person and also of mass denial if anyone confronts me with recordings or anything like that. Um, yeah, thank you. Let's let some more people speak. Go ahead, Melvin. Um, good day, everyone. Um, I just want to clarify this. Um, now that everyone knows that Dokon is uh, innocent of the allegation and all this, so what's, what's the plan to revive Luna Classic now? What's the plan? I just want to hear from Dokon. What's the plan to revive Luna Classic? Thank you. Well, Dokon has given up his responsibilities with Luna Classic. A long time ago, six months ago, uh, on a moral and a financial level, he no longer has any. He was diluted to almost nothing. And on a moral level, his responsibility was for the people who were actually wrecked. And all of them were diluted too. So all of the current Lunk investors, they are 99% new retail investors who came after the crash. Um, so that's that's Do Kwon's position. But at the same time, TFL have run all of the infrastructure 
the nodes and shit. They've spent um, around, I think, $1 million a year on this. They've helped upgrade the chain. Um, they helped implement all of the changes and merge the the requests and commits that, that uh, Terror Rebels wanted. Um, and they've also offered to donate this this $4.1 million. So they've helped on a lot of ways. But in terms of um, Do Kwon helping Lunk, it's just not his responsibility on any level. Um, so, but at, at the same time, I would say that Lunk and Luna will always be tied on some level just because they have the same founder. Um, they are seen in a similar kind of way on social media. They seem to correlate whenever one of them pumps, the other one does. Um, so I think the clearing of Do Kwon's name and the truth getting out there will also help Luna Classic a lot, I think, just just on a fundamental level. Um, people will have more trust for both chains, so that's good for everyone. And also, if, if Luna starts thriving and if things are built and Lunk is upgraded to parity with Luna, then hopefully a lot of the building on Luna will also help Lunk and there'll be more um, of an alliance formed and, and more overlap between both, such that the Luna Classic community can also benefit from all of the building happening on Luna right now. All right, thank you very much. That answers my question. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Shizzy, it's your turn to come ask a question of the panel. Shizzy Shabazz. Shizzy. Uh, yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm just getting everything situated. Hey, how everyone doing? I was really um, having concerns about um, the the Duquan guy, as far as his furtherment, as far as Luna and Lunke. I I know that they're both synced together. They they both came about um, from the same creators, but as far as future plans is, let's say um, the the loan from Binance will will that be implemented into the near future? I had a little bit of a connection issue. Did uh, did you hear that, Sapio Pantera? Could you answer it? Sorry, can you repeat that again? Well, I was asking, um, will the Luna community or the, the Lunk community be moving forward with the long applications from Binance to build the community? Uh, I think he's talking about the, the Binance Reserve Fund to help damage people something like that um i haven't looked into it too much but i can't imagine it's relevant i imagine it's just when there's been a disaster of some kind to the actual community and 99 percent of the the lunar classic investors are just new retail investors they weren't actually affected by the crash yeah as far as i know i haven't heard of any any uh in fact i haven't heard of much emergency funding from any other um ecosystem other than the Terra Luna 2 uh, ecosystem. So I know Binance talked a big game and said that C, you know, CZ said he was going to uh, harbor a bunch of refugees from the fallout and they were willing to work on stuff, but I haven't heard or seen any money change hands. Um, and there were a couple others as well. Uh, so yeah, I've only seen Luna V2 make any effort to actually keep the lights on for some of these developers, so. Well, yeah. I mean, 
Well, emergency funds, uh, even though the, the market is kind of in a, in a great area right now with Bitcoin being down and, you know, everything being down at a 50% rate. So coming back as far as for the future, the next two years or so is very extremely possible. But do you guys think, I mean, as, you know, investors as well, that Luna will reach the one cent mark? You know, my worst investments I've ever made in my life uh, were when I bought an asset and then daydreamed about it reaching a certain price. Whereas the best investments I've ever made in my life were when I had some sort of like philosophical framework for why I was investing in something. And I thought to myself, like for with Bitcoin, for example, a lot of people who are new to crypto, they, they try to, they, they, maybe they look at CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap or they've heard of Bitcoin and they see that it's 16000 or 30000 or however much. And they're like, oh, this is out of my price range. It's not going to do 100x, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they think of everything in like these terms of like, what could this, what could the price of this asset eventually be? And so, you know, maybe they scroll down the list and they find like Ethereum. Well, that's, you know, 4,000 or 1,000. And that's still, you know, maybe that'll do a 10x, but that's not a lot. And then eventually they get to like some shit coin like Shiba Inu. And they're like, oh, this is, you know, 0.00001 or whatever. I don't even know what the price of Luna Classic is. Maybe it's less. And then they think, all right, well, if this eventually pumps to one penny, well, like Bitcoin did it, Ethereum did it. Why not? Why can't this? Why can't this asset do it? But you should look at like the total supply. Uh, you should be aware that like the market cap of something, if a Luna Classic went to one penny, I, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head because I'm not looking at it, but it's probably very likely would put it at an insanely huge market cap that like hasn't even been achieved by multiple top ten cryptos. So first, I would do like a little back of the napkin math, and then second. I would, you know, again, like just to go back to the best investments I've made in my life, it's the whole point of Bitcoin and the whole reason why I'm like on the edge of Bitcoin maximalism is that it's still the only asset that has proven to be like the sovereign store of value without the centralized entity controlling it, without some pre-mine, without... uh, you know, you being able to identify who the top validators on the network are and having this centralized choke point. And I think just the way with the way that governments around the world and fiscal policy and monetary policy and all this stuff are becoming very turbulent and the politics of the world is changing. And like the American regime loves to expand the definition of what a crime is and wrong think and wrong speak and all this stuff. I would just think very, very hard about what you're investing in how can it um, weather the storm, so to speak? What what values do you hold that align with your investments? If you invest in something and you lose money on it, how are you going to feel? Uh, are you going to feel like you were just chasing some idiot on Twitter that said, you know, that this price target was this? Or are you would you feel like you're, it's a hill you're willing to die on if you lose out on your investment? So, like with UST. You know, we were trying to basically, basically create a stable coin that didn't have these centralized choke points like with Tether, like with Circle, uh, that wasn't under the control of centralized entities, uh, banks, the government, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, I, I said to myself, this is a hill I'm willing to die on. If I lose my investment on this, 
at least I can say we tried. At least we went out there and we fought for every inch. And, you know, at the, at the core of my soul, I think we were doing the right thing by at least making an attempt to invest. So that's a very long-winded answer to say, I have no fucking idea if Luke's going to go to one penny, but I, I, that's not the way you should even be looking at investments. All righty. Well, yeah, this, this, well, pretty much what I was just getting at with it, is it possible as far as the future? I mean, I know that anything is, you know, theoretically possible to within the crypto spaces, definitely when they have implement burns um, weekly or monthly or however they have it situated. But, um, yeah, the, the, the current, uh, circulating supply is somewhere like six trillion. So I, I'm knowing, like, um, with the market cap having to be as high as it, it would have to be, which means that it would have to pass the current market cap of Bitcoin, which is, you know, realistically impossible uh, as far as right now, because Bitcoin being the father coin over all crypto will have to be at its the highest amount. So, I mean, but it have so many different forms or, or tokens this all listening to that one value amount for for um alone and they have like uh some that's on the solar chain the bsc chain um and they all have different uh circulating amount coins, can i reply uh, uh, uh, uh yeah sure thank you i'm gonna have to disagree with you there um first off i firmly believe that doquan is innocent um, you know, if you think about this, right, we see someone who had no understanding of asset management, didn't understand how to collateralize something correctly, had every opportunity to reduce the interest rate on Anchor and refused to, and then would basically randomly increase the collateral when uh, the reserve was running low. This is someone I defend because it's not out of malice, right? that he crashed Luna and UST. It's out of pure incompetence. The real blame, the real blame, of course, has been in the community. People like, for example, the host, who, of course, is talking about Doquan in a positive manner and extent, but also many members of the audience who I can see right there. It is through your own grift and graft and greed that you got involved in UST thinking you make an easy 20%. I firmly believe this. The investors, if they get burned, they're the ones at fault, right? You cannot say that someone forced you to invest in Anchor or forced you to hold these tokens. By trying to redirect the blame and responsibility over to one person, you're trying to fixate on a scapegoat. And I firmly believe if you take this rationally, you'll realize it's your own degenerate gambling nature, believing that you were not in a casino when in fact you were, that caused to lose money, nothing else. Did you wander into the wrong space or what question were you answering? Because that was no. about as off topic as I can possibly imagine. Well, you know what? Excellent Go question. And is, is innocent in his own way, but the audience is not. And you are not either. I'm no, nobody's innocent. That's why we need Jesus the Christ. No, I'm saying no, Doquan is innocent. That's what I just said. Stop trying to change my words. You are answering the wrong question. She was talking about can Lunk go to one penny? Can we please stay on topic, Jimmy? Jimmy, stay on topic, dude. What the I'm, fuck? I'm happy to. That's 
the purpose of this. If you want to be degenerate gamblers, you can consistently say, yes, it's going to go to one cent. However, for those who are actual rational, intelligent investors, if they want to fall into that, I wish them well. But realize that this is a highly speculative play that has no bearing on any real investment. And anyone trying to tell you otherwise is lying to you. Jimmy, I probably lost $8,000 because I, I shut down my KuCoin positions earlier this year. And, uh, and I, I kind of lay that at the feet of certain other people who are not innocent in this community, some of whom may be present. You really but don't that still has nothing to, Did someone press Jimmy. that button for you? That still has nothing to do with uh, Shizzy's scenario. Shizzy was, asking, Shizzy was asking, could Luna go to one penny? And the answer is clearly no. But and no, so that's not can... the question or the answer. The real answer and the question should be this. Should you involve yourself in high risk taking to the point of degenerate gambling? And the answer is probably not. I think uh, the, it depends on what you're willing to lose Jimmy. and why you're doing it. Jimmy, the way you speak makes me think you have severe social issues. Do you have like many friends or just a lot of enemies in your wake? Otters are known to be social. Why did he leave? Come back. <clears throat> I don't know. He, he busted in, said what he wanted to say, regardless of what was actually being talked about. I mean, yes, because I, I, I do apologize for the, the misunderstanding with our friend Jimmy. I mean, he probably was having a, a crappy morning. Let's all just overlook him. But, yeah, I wasn't accusing Ducoy or... Said he innocent or, or was it innocent? Yeah, we we know that Jimmy was completely off topic. It's okay. You don't have to apologize for his totally antisocial behavior and pig headedness. Well, I understand it, but you know, someone has to be the bigger guy. But yeah, I understand that the the, the past happened with Luna. It's it's it's that's all said and done. I mean, it's it's spilled milk. We can't get back up. We're trying to refill the glass by moving forward with. The the next process. Shizzy, so, anyway, if Luke went to one penny, the the market cap would be sixty eight billion. I just did the math. So the market cap would be higher than Tether. It would be the third highest cryptocurrency. Lunch. Dokovun öğlen yemeği demişti. Öğlen yemeğinin zamanı gelmedi mi? Gelmesi lazım. Normalde şu anda yakım yapılması gerekiyor. Bu iki milyon olur. 5 milyon 2 trilyon olur 5 trilyon olur ama velakin hiçbir adım atmıyor Dokov'un sonuç itibariyle biz lunch mağdurları hepimiz bir aradayız lunch'ta mağdur olduk ama ve lunch'ta şu anda en güçlü topluluk biziz biz el ele çalışacağız mücadelesiz olmaz lunch İyi yerlere gelecek. Lunch'u e, kesinlikle gözlere edemeyiz. Lunch e, kriptoda şu anda e, Bitcoin'la bir önceki süreçlerinin yaşadığı süreçlerinin tamamını Lunch şu anda yaşadı ve gelecek Lunch'tadır. Lunch kesinlikle önümüzdeki süreçlerde çok güzel yerlere gelecek. E, Ben e, görüşlerimi bildiriyorum. Hepimiz beraber çalışalım. E, elimizden gelene kadar e, bir mesela atıyorum. Biz e, bir milyon What's happening in here? I went um, to the toilet for five minutes and just I don't know yeah. what's happening. The captions, the captions said he was talking about happy baby robot Shalom. 
Yeah. And right. I support that. I support that message. I feel like yeah. that's, that's why we were letting it run. It was actually very like insightful. Do you guys feel like the space is dead? Please don't. Oh, like no, I've just dead. come back. I've just come back. I've got some chicken. And I wondered what we were all talking about. And then Mehmet there was just sharing his very nuanced opinion. Um, but if we don't have anything else to talk about, then maybe the space is dead. I've got, I, I, uh, I did want to mention real quick what I think the, the future looks like for Luna and the Interchain Alliance. I have like a couple minutes here, so I may not use it all. But, um, you know, last year before the DPEG, Terra was signing agreements with major video game corporations uh, like Com to us or however you say that to move their summoner war over to what is now the Luna Classic chain. And um, if you were building a game and you wanted to involve cryptocurrency or NFTs in some kind of way, uh, does it make sense to use somebody else's chain? I'm not sure that it does, but it hasn't been easy to build your own chain. So they were coming to Terra to build out that scaffolding and to support um, their crypto uh, game to replace their own internal economy that they had built with their, with Contuos had built for their games before. They had their own internal system for micropayments and so on, but they were in the process of migrating nearly all of that over to Terra. And that probably gave TFL some experience building like a, a, a the support to, to run somebody else's network on top of Terra. And now with the Interchain Alliance, what I imagine is, let's say I'm building a crypto game and uh, I have been building NFTs and so on. And uh, instead of um, having to do everything on top of, of Terra so that user fees are paid in Lunk and everything, I can roll my own chain very easily and deploy it. And uh, everything, all the transaction fees and so on are, are probably paid in my own token. Uh, so I have more control over what's happening. But at the same time, I get to benefit from the security of having a lot of validators um, from the main Luna network. And it seems like Luna 2.0 and the Interchain Alliance is a better fit for that vision of moving these independent businesses and single use cases over. And this is what um, Adam has been just trying to do in some of the proposals on in Cosmos. Adam, we're talking about making it easier to launch new chains and using this existing validator says it's just that they're not moving forward. All their proposals keep getting voted down because they don't have the same kind of centralized leadership that TFL does. And, and TFL has had, you know, dozens of developers working on this problem. So it seems like that they're going to get the ball to the end zone quicker um, than uh, a, a more decentralized community trying to do everything through governance voting will, because there's always going to be somebody with deep uh, pockets who disagrees with what you're doing and they can just vote no. Um, but uh, I, I'm really interested in that that Luna 2.0 where somebody can create their own chain and still earn some Luna from doing it, and uh, but then have more control over it. I think that that's a vision. It's a little bit harder to articulate to the mass populace who just want to see a number go up, but it's more interesting for businesses that are thinking about building in crypto space and so far haven't wanted to rely on somebody else's token like building a game on ethereum is about the dumbest thing you can do right because it's so expensive and it has been so expensive to do anything and the more transactions you have that your game or your product needs the more the higher bill you're going to rack up and your users might have to own ethereum in order to do stuff on your game and you don't want 
to tell your users, okay, you got to go buy our token and Ethereum. That just complicates things when, when the mobile games and so on need to be really, really easy and seamless and frictionless so that people will dump all this money in there to open up new treasure boxes and stuff. Um, thank you, Grin. I think that's actually quite insightful. Uh, and you've made me realize that come to us are almost definitely going to do that. Um, that's using Feather and Alliance. It makes complete and utter sense for them. And that's probably literally what's going to happen. So, yeah. Peace out. Now, let's hear from Jesse. Yeah. Did you say oh, my name? Yeah. Did you say the name of Dow? Öncelikle yönetici olan e, LaunchDAO e, size teşekkürlerimi sunarım. E, yardımcısı Pantera e, yine de size teşekkürlerimi sunarım. E, dinleyici e, arkadaşlarımıza da hepsine sevgilerimi sunarım. E, Wait, uh, Mehmet, let me, let me translate as you go, man. Um, so he's saying um, he's really pleased to be up here and speaking again. Um, he wasn't sure if he's going to get to speak a second time. Uh, he wants the Dow's advice on dress sizes, um, the best fit for his body. He thinks he's like an A-frame, A-shape uh, body, lots of wider hips and then narrower shoulders. So he wants to get a dress that suits his body figure. Um, please continue. Mehmet said the space is dead. He's right. Well, I hope you learned a lot today, everyone. The fundamental points here are that Doquan is innocent. The the audit proves it. He spent billions and billions of dollars, 3.4 billions of dollars, um, 2.8 billion of LFG funds, and 600 million of TFG, uh, sorry, TFL's own funds to try and defend the UST peg. Why was this important? It's important because UST was the most innovative uh, actualization towards the final goal of financial sovereignty for all people, truly decentralized money. Um, and that means the complete separation of state and money. Um, and we are seeing many of the risks around the world today. We are seeing things like the Canadian truckers in protest have their accounts frozen. We are seeing, you, you could argue this is good. We are seeing things like the Russian oligarchs have their accounts frozen. Um, maybe that's good, maybe it's not. But the fact remains that down the line, if everyone has CBDCs, these digital currencies that are managed and centralized by the government, you will have a situation where somebody will be able to turn off your account um, and freeze your funds just because they decide you are bad. You know, maybe you write something on social media and it's a little bit dubious and somebody interprets it as a bad thing and they freeze your account. That's the world we're going to enter. Um, and in future, I think the dream for all of crypto is to have a truly stable form of money that is both a store of value and a medium of exchange um, that can be used borderless, um, permissionless, true DeFi, open and transparent, that cannot be regulated, that cannot be frozen, that cannot be blacklisted, that inherits none of the risks of fiat collateral, just like USDT or USDC do, but instead is truly free. And that was what Do Kwon fought for with the original incarnation of Luna and why um, he is worthy of much respect to work on that for four years, to pour millions and millions of dollars into it and to fail. Um, you know, innovation in general, there's a risk of failure. And that's how we get further as a world, as a society. You know, we, we have to risk failure. That that has been the path always in any form of innovation. When we look back 
throughout all of history and all of technological process um, progress, that is always the way. You know, you you incur some risk of failure along the way, but you hope that you learned from those lessons, and you don't blame the people who risk it and risk failure in order to get further, because those people are the ones who truly drive it forward, and in the end, um, they reach the goals that are so important to all of us. And uh, this this report shows that Do Kwon and TFL did their best to try and salvage that. They did their best to try and protect it. They poured billions and billions of dollars into it um, and their own funds. They truly went down with the ship. Um, and that is like very much worthy of respect. And, um, you know, when, when you think of Do Kwon, think of that. Think of the, the biggest why, why he did all of that and the way he um, tried his best to save it. But it wasn't good enough, obviously. Um, yeah, that, that's, I think, a lot of the stuff on social media for the last six months or so, all of the bullshit by scammers like Fat Man and other people like that, and, and just the, the stupid, uninformed social media channels that recycle his tweets and other nonsense, um, just because it makes a good sensationalist argument or an article. Um, that stuff has been immensely damaging, not just to terror, but also to crypto as a whole, because we truly need these innovators, these founders, these entrepreneurs who try and risk failure in order to try and actualize our goal of financial sovereignty. It's it's so, so important. If you don't buy at least one Luna, then I'm going to find you and trap you in a cage. I bought 50 Luna. Don't do that to me now. <laughs> Pantera, do you have any last words or Xeroxes? Do you have any last words? Maybe a final prayer? Mm. Uh, my last words. My last words in this place are being said twice. This person mutes themselves. Pantera, Pantera. Before your last words, before your last words, um, speaking of freaks and, um, and new investors, what uh, we told these feuds and then. Um, Study field, FTS, all this going on. What do you want to tell them? What, what, what advice do you want to give to them? Am I, am I, being, am I being asked a question? No, no, no. I, I, I'm talking to Pantera here. Pantera. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we thought this field, this FTS stuff going down. So uh, what, what, what, what do you want to say to, to the new investors? What do you want to say to them? The investors that invested in the investors that invested yes, in FTX? Yes. How, how, how, uh, how, do, how do investors strategize this so, so they don't be a victim next time? Keep your thumbs off of exchange. Keep your thumbs off of exchange. Can we kill this space, please, Dal? Can we kill this space, please, Dal? Yeah, we're. I think we've reached yeah, the point. I think we've reached the point. These weird echoes. These these weird echoes. These weird languages. Everything is going wrong. I have a headache. This is a disappointing space, and I'm disappointed in all of you. I hope that you can all behave better next time, because otherwise, I'll take your space privileges away. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Lord Doquan is innocent. Hosted by Lunk Dow. Recorded on Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening.
In the darkest of times, when the phoenix arises out of the ashes like some burned up papyrus, open the sarcophagus and release the virus. Got a lump in your throat like tonsillitis. When the flags go up like everyone is righteous, spending government checks sniffing up the white dust. The previous generation wants to be just like us. Fuck that shit, I'm trying to be like Mike was. Drop the bias and you might survive this. The mummy coming through to remind your highness. I might just buy up my own fucking island, build a little bunker, then wait for the timer. Countdown to zero, day exploiting. Every exploit in your internet sex toys and emitting vibrations through the ether. Did you just come? Me either. If you look at the bright side, we're lost at the right time Blindly following stars in the night sky Part of me might ride away with the prize fight Man versus everything else until the time's right Unleash the cracking. no wait, that was crack Fuck now, everybody feeling all amped up Fucking like bunnies to the national anthem Ugly little shits eating up all our rhythm Mishandling the captions, who has the answer? Holding our attention for ransom Fed up with all the red tape and the boring template Like it matters if it's a blue or red state Charged every month and we can't even cancel Feeling distressed? Fuck it, kill the damsel Fuck yeah, spread it like we're on some undead shit And pass the bitch around like a meme from Reddit In the beginning it was suggested that the mortality rate would be 5% And the numbers are so much higher We're not ready for the next epidemic And so if your oxygen level falls too low and it cannot be kept up with just what we call nasal cannulas or rebreathing oxygen masks, if you can't get enough oxygen from that, then they will intubate the, the patient. Terror spaces.